Hey everyone, it's Siobhan with the Creative Outsiders Podcast, where we connect the dots for storytellers. Basically, we want to show you it's possible to live your filmmaking dreams. And today I get to sit and chat with KL. And I know our conversation is going to be great because we already have been chatting and, you know, we have all the words. So welcome Elle to the show. Thank you for having me, Siobhan. No problem. I'm excited. I'm going to <laughs> try to make sure that I, um, you know, we don't make this a, you know, two hour podcast. <laughs> we know it's easy to do. <laughs> it's easy to do. Yeah. You do it all, sis. Like I went through and I said, okay, I knew about the filmmaking, producing, like, but you do it all. <laughs> it's important for people to see the middle of mm-hmm. people's journey. So I like to ask the question, what would people be surprised to know about the middle of your journey to being a storyteller? Mm, that's a really great question. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say the middle would be that I did not go to school for to study film, media, broadcasting, journalism, none of that. <laughs> in fact, my undergrad degree is in political science and public administration. And um, we're, we're, wait, we're from the same family, Norfolk State. We are, we are, behold, the green behold. and gold. Yes, yes, from Norfolk State University. And so my undergrad is, uh, degree is from there, and I have a bachelor's in political science and public administration with a concentration in pre-law. So my plan was, um, at least corporately, was to be an attorney. And... Um, and then I waited until my early 30s to go back to school to get my master's degree in marketing and communications. Still very different from at least one part of what I'm doing today. So I think folks would be surprised to learn that. So why pivot from being a lawyer, political science to storyteller, marketing, PR, that because it is two different spectrums. Yeah. Um, a couple things have happened, actually several. And so I'll focus on two, three really key things that caused a pivot for me. And the early phase, what phase one would be while I was in school, um, I had my firstborn when I was 20 and I was still a student at Norfolk State University. And I remember one of my professors telling me that they thought that I should look at, you know, having another career because one, here I was now going to be the single mom. Two, I was a young black single mom. Three, there wasn't a great demand for black female attorneys. And so it really, that's when I shifted from being a pre-law major to public administration, because I thought at the very least coming out of school, I would be able to land a job within the government. Okay. Um, So that was the phase one. Uh, Phase two, and I should, you know, say this, is that I've always had a love for storytelling ever since I was, for as long as I can remember, the earliest age being probably six years old. So I've always had this desire and passion to act and to tell stories and to sing and dance. And my mother did a really great job of making sure that I had an outlet to do that. 
And so while I thought I was going to be an actress, that there was that reality check of not everybody makes it in Hollywood. So you better find you a corporate gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know, you better have something to fall back on. And so that was my focus was to go to school. One of the first in my family uh, to go to college and graduate and, um, then, you know, fast forward, I matriculated through graduate school. I landed that, you know, government job and have worked in a variety of different industries in both the public and private sector. And in the private sector, I'm also working with big brands like Limited Brands, Victoria's Secret, Bath and Body Works. But I always still had that desire and passion um, and draw to mm-hmm. the arts. So I always did that on the side, whether I was working in corporate America or not. Um, I did two seasons with an off-Broadway gospel musical called Gospel Is, um, which is also created by the same person that produced Mama, I Want to Sing by Davidson. And she's like a veteran (laughs) in the, you know, in that industry. And then we had the housing crash that place, you know, this, this, this great, you know, like great depression 2.0 in 2007, 2008, 2009. And I lost my corporate job in the advertising industry. I was working as an executive at an ad agency. And I love that job because it gave me the opportunity to make a great living Mm -hmm. um, working in corporate America, but also be able to express myself creatively through media projects. So that was really great. But then I got laid off (laughs) and my world came crashing down and my, my family was impacted significantly financially and otherwise. And, um, my husband and I, you know, subsequently ended up separating for nearly two years. And I made a decision to uproot my family from Ohio, which is where I'm from and was living at the time to California. And I had a friend and mentor who said to me, you're so great. You're you're such a a talented creative. Why don't you go to California? And it was nothing that I had even thought about doing before then. I was just going to continue to do my small projects and, you know, find another corporate job and work it out. And I was already like well into my (laughs) thirties. So yeah, I just this idea of coming to California and going into Hollywood and making it big, it seems so far fetched, but I'm a risk taker and I like proving people wrong. But more importantly, I like proving to myself that I can accomplish something that doesn't necessarily seem to be the norm for people. And so I packed up and moved to California and I hit the ground running as an actress. And I started booking jobs and I hired a phenomenal acting coach. Actually, I had several and things were taking off great. My husband and I reconciled. He moved to California with us and then I got sick. Mm. So that was phase two. Well, actually, that was going into phase three. (laughs) So and I was in ICU on my deathbed and life as I knew it had changed once again. And I didn't have the confidence coming out of that, going through chemotherapy, um, that I would be able to find any level of success as an actress in the film industry. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how my business Elevate Now was birthed. It was actually, the idea was given to me on my deathbed. 
And the following year for my 40th birthday, I launched it as a gift to myself. And it started out as a blog, just a way for me to still tap into storytelling, Mm -hmm. um, to share my story, but also encourage other people who were living with lupus to tell their story. And it has just since evolved. And that was in 2012. And today, here we are doing the things that you mentioned. So doing the things. Yes. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, I mean, not in a bad way because, you know, we talked the other day for a while mm-hmm. and like, I, I knew, I know, you know, parts of your story, but even this, just listening to it then, I felt like I had a little tear in my eye <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just because like the first thing you saying, you know, being in school and you getting pregnant and your professor saying, Hey, like you should probably reshape and you, you know, taking it with a grain of salt and saying, okay, let me, mm-hmm. you know, do what's best for me and my family, which I think is so interesting. Cause I, you know, we shared our story and it's just funny how people will like minimize where you can go. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody or even something within yourself in that moment to say, yes, I can, you'll take that, like dimming your light. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then even somebody giving you a suggestion and saying, you should just go to California and you up like, okay, this is what I'm going to do <laughs> with my kids. And I'm going to go out here and win. And then to go through your health challenge and say, you know what? I'm going to get up and I'm going to, I'm going to thrive in this moment and I'm going to use my words and I'm going to show up and to see where you are right now. Like I'm cheering you on sis. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. We have to cheer each other. One another. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cheering you on because it's so easy for us to, especially looking at women, you know, go through things and we never, I think, take that leap of like saying, okay, you know, I have more to offer than what people are telling me. Mm -hmm. I like that. Thank you for resharing it because I don't know, maybe I'm just emo today, but. No, I think that's the beautiful thing about storytelling is that, and I had to train myself to lean into this idea. And it's what I, you know, one of the things that I teach my clients is, it doesn't matter how many times you've told the story, mm-hmm. it never gets old because even if it's the same person that's heard the story before, each time that you share it, you not only have a new discovery, but the listener oftentimes has a new discovery. They hear something this time that they didn't hear the first time. And uh, I always say that your story might be about you, but it's not for you. And when we operate in that mindset, and that belief, the, the, there's no limit to the level of power that our stories behold and how we can help to not only inspire other people, but help to transform their lives in the way that they see themselves. And I think that is one of the most beautiful things about storytelling. I do too. And I do want to just add this y'all because she can't see my face today because I look a whole mess <laughs> over here, but sis, face is beat okay she is over here popping y'all like if y'all can see her listen 
popping. Truth bomb, truth moment. <laughs> Literally, my alarm, my uh, reminder on my clock, not my clock, on my calendar popped up. You know, it's like, oh, you have an hour until your. Right. And I was like, oh, snap. Wait. <laughs> I was like, it was so, so many things going on this morning. And I was like, that's right. And I was like, okay, sis, you got to get together because I know, I think this might be video, but we're not taking no chances out in the streets. <laughs> Listen, y'all, she's hold together, okay? Lashes <laughs> popping, okay? <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and that, um, it kind of also goes into something I was going to ask you because I know that you do brand like PR. So this is something that I wanted to ask you as far as filmmakers uh, mm-hmm. and creatives. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that we don't think our brand um, identity is important as a filmmaker or creative? So uh, I will say this, and, and I get it all the time because people believe like the work that I do is PR related. And in a sense, it I could see why, because it is all about visibility and getting eyeballs and ears on your, you know, your brand image, your brand identity, as well as your message. And so there are those elements of PR, right. but that's not like my zone of genius per se. Mm-hmm. My focus with branding and more specifically personal branding is all about helping people to realize that, yes, while you may have a business brand and in this sense as a filmmaker or a director or a producer, the work that you do is incredible, it's impactful and it's necessary, mm-hmm. but so are you. Mm-hmm. Like people need to see you and The best way to get anyone to buy into whatever it is that you're offering, whether it's a documentary, a new series, you know, whatever it is, even a podcaster, people, especially now more than ever, are craving connection. Absolutely. People do not connect with things. They don't make a connection with ideas or inanimate objects you know it's it's you know the the material things people want if we talk about building the no like and trust factor mm-hmm. there's some part of you even if you're working behind the camera where people need to see you let's use Ava DuVernay as an example we know she's behind the scenes she's a director mm-hmm. she's making moves on set behind the camera but I feel like she does such an impeccable job of being the face of her brand yeah which is her first brand first and foremost is the Ava DuVernay brand and then second Arrow you know her 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 production company right and uh, and I, I said it wrong array but people will buy in more to what she's doing because they feel like they have a firsthand personal connection with her you know, first and then anything that she has. So they get to know the person, the brain, the mastermind behind these stories and these projects. And so I just would implore your listeners to really look at it from that perspective and say like, one, you're brilliant. You're super dope. Mm -hmm. People need to know who you are. It's okay to, you know, people want to protect their identity. I get it in this you know, digital age, everybody feels, and you know, folks feel entitled to know all your business. The beautiful thing about it is you get to control the narrative and you get to determine how much access anyone is going to have, you know, to you at any given time. 
Yeah. So. You said a whole word. <laughs> you did, though, because I think that's just a place, um, if I'm speaking, like, specifically about myself, mm-hmm. where I struggled. Um, and even sometimes I still do, because I do want to separate Siobhan from the creative outsiders. Like, yes, I, you know, am the brains behind it, but I do have an identity, you know, outside of that. And I don't have an issue with like boundaries because I'm the boundaries queen. Like, (laughs) I don't want you to know you're not going to know. But it's, I think it's that line of like, what do I share then, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I've put so much energy in like the storyteller part. It's like, do y'all really care about me as an individual? But when you correlated the two between um, Ava and then her business, Mm -hmm. like it made sense. Yeah. And even to take it a step further, let's think about Apple. Mm. Steve, Steve Jobs is synonymous with Apple, even in his death. Yeah. Love him, like him, not somewhere in the middle on him. We know Steve Jobs and Apple are like one and one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so when you take the time to build a solid foundation for your personal brand and one that really attracts, you know, your people, your tribe, and and builds this, you know, connection in this community. It doesn't matter what you do. You could decide tomorrow that you don't want to be a filmmaker anymore. Maybe you want to move into some other part of media or entertainment. You might be an exec, you know, at the executive level. Maybe you want to be in front of the camera as a broadcaster now. The beauty that um, a personal brand lends to that is that you can navigate and transition and pivot seamlessly when you already have a solid personal brand in place, as opposed to being known only as a filmmaker. No one really knows much more about you than that because mm-hmm. we're so guarded and don't want people all up in our business, Correct. which is insane to me. We can right, it is. Conversation, <laughs> but, um, and, and that's not to say that you have to tell all the things. I, like you said, I, you know what I want you to know. Exactly. And, it, you know, you know, as open as I am, there's still so much more to me that people just don't know. Right. And it's not because I'm hiding it. It's just, I'm protecting it. Right. But if you decide tomorrow that you don't want to be a filmmaker, that's cool when you have a a solid foundation for a personal brand, because people are going to go with you everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my two cents. (laughs) I hope y'all are taking good notes when you listen back, because she's helping everybody okay (laughs) so after you um you know went to california you and your husband reconciled which yay because i'm a i love love um and you you know said okay i know i'm not going to act anymore so then what was next because today you know you were in production we're going to talk about what you're doing now in a few but what were your next steps? Because I think a lot of times when we are in a position, when we do have to switch gears or pivot, we don't know what to do next. Yeah. And, and that's okay. That's the first thing that I want to say is not knowing what the next step is, is okay. When you just surrender and mm-hmm. trust God. And that was my process. I had no idea what 
the next thing was going to be. I was devastated. Like I, <laughs> my whole identity, I didn't realize it until that moment, but my whole identity had become wrapped in being, you know, breaking barriers in Hollywood mm. and being the next big thing as an actor. And, and then that was taken away. And I don't want to say it was taken away. I feel like God repositioned me because I was focused on the wrong thing. Mm, that's good. And the repositioning came. So when I was in the mindset of being an actress, my focus was only about, oh, I want to tell stories. I want to be seen. I want people to see how talented I am. And yes, I want to break barriers because here I am coming to Hollywood in my 30s, <laughs> almost 40s, you know, and I'm making a name for myself. And God was like, oh, really? That's not what I created you for. Yes, I've given you the talents. I've given you the ability. I've given you the experience, but it's not about you. Mm. And that was a hard pill to swallow. And it took me some time to get it, even after my near-death experience, even after going through three years of chemotherapy. And like, I just, I had no answers, Siobhan. I, I didn't, I couldn't even see what the next day was going to be like. And so I had to, in the same way that I had to lean in and trust that God was going to save my life, God and I had a conversation on my deathbed. At the time, my oldest daughter was a senior in high school. And I just kept my prayer initially was, Lord, let me live long enough to see my baby graduate. And he checked me on it. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, but you got two other kids that's coming up behind her. You got a whole husband, mom, sisters, nieces, nephews, family, people that I've called you to serve. And you only worried about living long enough to see a graduation. Mm. What about the other things? And God's words to me were, I said, God, if you save me, I will go where you tell me to go. I will do what you tell me to do. And I will say what you tell me to say. That's a bold promise. Yes, it is. <laughs> you don't know what the heck is next. But that's all that I had was my faith and my word. Mm. And God said to me, I am going to elevate you from this deathbed the way that I raised Lazarus from the dead. Mm. And so that was a big, bold promise from God. Yes. And that is what I had to lean into and hold on to, to carry me to whatever the next was going to be. And again, when I launched Elevate Now in 2012 on my 40th birthday, I literally, it started out as a WordPress blog mm -hmm. and I pushed publish at midnight on my birthday. It was like, happy birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that I would, even with all of my experience mm -hmm. in media and film, I still could not foresee that I would be where I am today. And I'm just barely scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. so, so if you don't know what's next, just trust the pro like lean in. Yes. Especially if you're a believer listening to this, you have to lean into your faith. You have to surrender and trust that your path has already been laid out for you and you just continue to say yes and show up. Just say yes and show up <laughs> and do the work. Do the work. Do the work. So you have this production company. Mm-hmm. 
you went from it being I just love that you went from it being a WordPress site yes a blog so now you have a production company yes so what stories are you producing like what do you want to see and yeah what do you want this to be oh wow <laughs> such a loaded question well first <laughs> and foremost obviously more stories of um women of faith and and when i say women of faith i don't mean that you have to be in a pulpit i don't mean that you have to be preachy but that you have an unapologetic belief about your faith in god and his miraculous ways and you show up in any space to do that not just in the christian space right mm -hmm. but in any space and you don't shrink from who you are in that and so highlighting the stories of women who are bold and unapologetic about their faith first and foremost is my goal um secondly is women of color and mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I won't tell stories of women who are not, you know, of color, um, because I believe like my, I've always said this, and, and it's something that I wholeheartedly believe my online community is truly a reflection of my real life community. Mm. So my real life community is not just black folks. Right. I have all nationalities in my family. My great grandfather was a white man. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I've always embraced other cultures, ethnicities. Mm -hmm. It's just how I was raised. It doesn't matter what my experiences as a black woman or a black child, a black girl growing up was like. I have just always embrace others even when I wasn't necessarily embraced right and I've, I've always been the one who stood out so your listeners can't see me like you said but you see this hat <laughs> in the middle of my head that's my birthmark like I was born that way so my hashtag for myself is like hashtag born to stand out mm -hmm. I had no pigment on my legs from my knees down to my ankles it was just straight white and even now as a 48 year old woman like it's spotty it's like almost like a dalmatian except it's brown and white instead of black and white on both of my legs. And so this idea that there are women who were born to stand out, but like me, were hiding mm -hmm. because they were ashamed. You know, they're ashamed of their stories. They're ashamed of their journey. Those are the stories that I want to tell. And then lastly, um, giving a platform for women my age to share their voice. I think, you know, there's this craze about being a millennial and, and with all good reason, because mm -hmm. millennials are dope. Like they're creating wealth, generational wealth and, you know, crazy numbers and they're super creative and innovative. Um, but I want to see and hear from more women like me who are older and have some life experiences, because I know that those stories can really help other people on their journey. And so that is my goal with this production company is to tell those types of stories. I'm not into drama, but I am into real life. So mm -hmm. we know with real life experiences, there are going to be some hard conversations that you have to have. And that's a part of the process. Yes. And um, y'all, when y'all see the um, image for the podcast, you're not going to believe that she's 40, 40, nothing. Okay. <laughs> like, I think I'm kidding. Like, no, you need to give out like, secrets to your 
skincare routine, okay? <laughs> Ooh, child, that's a whole other conversation. I think I told you I'm probably yeah, like you the did. worst person you to did. ask, but I'm working on it. I got something in the works I'm working on. So. <laughs> yes, y'all wouldn't believe, okay? Uh, but so you you had the experience of being an actress and mm-hmm. being in Hollywood and navigating that system in itself. Um, for someone who says, okay, I want to run production or I've done, you know, some of my own, I produce some of my own things, whether it's their own series, but I want to like step it up. What areas do you, or what, what do you suggest for them? Like how can they get better at production or what are some things that they should be doing? Get out there and start creating. So again, you know, I shared, I didn't go to filmmaking school. I didn't go to school to study broadcast and journalism. It was actually um, the first filmmaker who gave me uh, a role in one of his projects when I first moved to California is the very person. So I fell off the face of the earth when I got sick. Like no one in the industry knew that I had lupus. So for those of you who are wondering like, what the heck? I, you know, I have, I'm a 26 plus year lupus thriver mm-hmm. and warrior. And when I got sick as an actress and just kind of like disappeared from my circles in the industry, no one knew except one of my acting coaches and you know god rest his soul he passed away last year his name is dustin felder but dustin really really believed in me and pushed me to see myself and my life beyond my circumstance so fast forward probably about a year after i launched um my wordpress site (laughs) and my my company officially I was at the grocery store and ran into that same filmmaker who first, you know, gave me a job, one of my first jobs when I moved here. And he was like, where have you been? Like, we just got into this conversation. He's like, I thought you left. Like, are you okay? And so I caught him up to speed and he said, listen, um, I have an idea for a project and I want to run it by you. Let's talk about it. And then we did. And he asked me to be a producer on this project and it was a web series. Mm -hmm. And I got the producing bug. Like it was not my intention. I didn't know anything about it, but I said yes to the opportunity. And so first I started directing and then producing. And I would say to anyone listening, don't focus on what you don't know. Mm. Get out there and just start doing it. Start creating because when you get out there and you start creating, you start producing, do your research, invest in a course, invest in a class. Like there's all types of free and paid for resources where you don't have to go to film school to learn how to do it. If that's your calling and that's your thing and you know you need to go, mm-hmm. then by all means go, you know, um, and I'll share later when we get into what I'm working on now. One of the guests that, you know, I, one of the people that I spoke with and what her story was. But the point is, is whatever you do, just continue to what we said, show up mm-hmm. and do the work. It doesn't have to be perfect. Storytelling is so complex. It's imperfect. And so when you are getting out there, whether you're directing or producing, don't think of all the things that you need to have. Think of what you have right now. How can you use that to help tell these incredibly powerful stories? 
And each time that you get up and you show up and you do the work, you're going to learn something from each experience that you can take into the next experience and become better. Yes, that is the the whole truth. Like, I think that's the thing that a lot of people who are just starting or even maybe midway in their career of filmmaking, we consider all the things we don't have. Yeah rather than, okay, I, I have access to this. I do know how to do this. And I think also because producing, especially in our community as, you know, brown girls, mm-hmm. we don't have, and we talked about it, we don't have somebody that we can go and say, okay, wait, how do I do this? Or what's the best practice for this? Yes. Um, so I, that's why it's important for me to have these types of conversations because I want other women and the men who sneak and listen, it's okay. Um, I want them to know, you know, there are people who tangibly are walking this out and we're learning just like everybody else. Oh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the best way to do it is to just get up. Like, it's like riding a bike or cooking or driving. Like you're not good at it the first go round. You might burn something, you might hit something, you might fall and scrape your knee, but you get back up and you keep doing it. And then you soon enough will become masterful at it. But, you know, I always say I am the leader who leans into learning at all times. Yes. So as I'm leading, I'm learning. And you can do both simultaneously. You definitely can, because I'm quick to say wait y'all how do we do that has anybody done this before (laughs) yeah and there's literally a course for everything it really is yeah so and i can't wait to talk about this now so we talk (laughs) about like pivoting and corona and being and wanting to have production happen and then corona said y'all thought Mm -hmm. and having to then get that much more creative which i love because it's just been really beautiful even in the midst of this to see people rise to the occasion and create from a place of like okay i have to make it work with what i have Mm -hmm. um and you even see it on like other people's show like ellen like sis is still doing her show from home um and just seeing how we have to be creative that much more so with that being said you had to do the same thing (laughs) I did I did with the beauty behind the brand live so tell me how that got started and what's that about for people who don't know (laughs) you got okay this is this is where I practice being a concise storyteller right (laughs) um prior to COVID-19. So I have a a creative agency and production company. And so there's two parts to my business where I consult with clients on helping them build their personal brand, leveraging the power of storytelling and video, mastering their on-camera presence and message, and then attracting media and landing lucrative brand partnerships to grow their, not just their visibility, but their authority, credibility, and obviously their profits. And then we have the video production side, which is nothing that I ever planned. I need to keep saying that. (laughs) Like that was not a part of the plan. Um, It's just kind of something that, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention. 
Yes. And it was something that, you know, working with clients over and over, it became, you know, very clear that it was something that I needed to do. And then, you know, with COVID-19, I was, or prior to COVID-19, um, for the past two years, my production team and I had been working on my first documentary film of the same title, Beauty Behind the Brand. And just as we were about to start picking back up on production, <laughs> and it's all self-funded, so we were going to do crowdfunding, and that kind of got halted because we couldn't finish all the assets that we needed for our promo trailer for the crowdfunding campaign. Um, and so I was just like devastated, like, yo, I'm, I done lost clients and I got to put my film on hold, like, Lord, what I'm going to do? So, um, it literally happened so fast. I think we went on lockdown here in California, like March 13th mm -hmm. and by maybe within 30 days of that, I had a media distribution deal. Again, nothing that I was looking for. Let's run that back. <laughs> <laughs> so you go on lockdown. Mm -hmm. 30 days, you have a media distribution deal. For, an online, for my own online TV network. Yeah. Okay, so sis, yes. how? How? Did they pursue you? Did they pull up on you? Like how? It was actually a connection. Someone in my network, a really good friend and colleague mm -hmm. um, was like, yo, I know that you've been wanting to have your own show. I know the work that you do with your clients. I think this would be a great opportunity for you. They connected me with the person. We had a talk and I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> it was just like really simple. Just like, I'm going to the store to get some pancake mix. And it was just, but, and I say it, it sounds so simple, but again, I'm reminded that I've been doing this work for so long. Yeah. And so when you sow the seeds, when you plant the seeds, when you water the seeds, when you continue to show up, even when it's uncomfortable, when you continue to show up, even when you don't have the money, you don't have the strategy, you don't even have a clear understanding of what what's next, God will honor those things because he sees that you are committed to the call on your life. I know I'm called and chosen to be a storyteller. It's not just something that I do for fun. This is what I was created to do. And so when you do those things, it's the opportunities that show up, like mind-blowing opportunities. You don't even that you don't even, like, I didn't write in my journal, you know, I grew up saying, and even as an adult, like, oh, I'm gonna be the next Oprah. Like, that was just my thing, right? But like, geez, again, I'm in my late 40s. Mm -hmm. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. And my business has taken a hit. And here come God, like, here you go on a platter. Boom, here me a go. distribution deal. Now what you gonna do? And I didn't know. Like, I legit, I said yes to the opportunity. And even in me saying yes, at that moment, I had no idea what I was about to create. So this, this, <laughs> I'm laughing because sometimes we overthink things, we overplan, and we think we got to have all this stuff in place. And sometimes that is the case. Right. It's necessary. But other times it's just not. It's, it's a yes and your willingness to lean in and do the work, even if it's imperfect, right? And so... Um, I was a speaker at a virtual summit 
to talk about branding, personal branding and video marketing. And one of the ladies that attended, we connected on, she was an attendee and we ended up subsequently connecting um, on Instagram mm -hmm. and I, you know, saw her profile and I was like, Hmm, so, okay. I got this media distribution deal and I kind of have an idea now what I want to do. The other thing was before I tell you that part, so I'm talking to the my media distribution partner and said, okay, so when do you want to go live? Mm -hmm. And I literally just pulled up the calendar on my MacBook and picked a date. And I was like, oh, May 13th. Okay, so keep that <laughs> in mind, all right? May 13th was literally a week and a half from that date, from that conversation. Mm -hmm. So then I connect with this young lady and her name is Latasha Kennedy. And I love her. She's, she is everything. So when anybody hears anything <laughs> about Beauty Behind the Brand Live, I need y'all to know it is not all me. This woman is behind the scenes making it do what it do because I could not do it alone. Um, but she, I talked, I had a couple women in mind that I wanted to work with. And Latasha was actually one of the first ones that I spoke with about in detail. And what I loved about her in our conversation was that um, I said, you know, I gave her the vision for everything. I said, what do you think about this? I want to take my documentary film, Beauty Behind the Brand, and I want to create a live online TV docu-series. And she was like, yo, that's dope. Like, that's a great idea. We don't even see anything like that. So it wasn't just about creating a docu-series. My pivot was going from making a documentary film to now I have this online TV media distribution deal and my own network. How can I take what I've already been working on and, and pivot this? And so that's where I came up with the idea to do this live docu-series, which is a hybrid of a documentary, mm -hmm. um, a TV and digital talk show a television and digital talk show. And when I shared it with her, she was like, I'm all in. So she didn't, she didn't question it. Like she didn't flinch. She believed in the vision from the beginning. And then her next question was, okay, so when do you launch? And I said, May 13th. That conversation that she and I had was May 5th. Oh, so y'all were running. Yes. <laughs> y'all were hustling. <laughs> And that's May 5th, 2020, for those of you who are thinking this just happened. Like, no, oh. yeah, no. But, but you know what I like that you said, you know, the opportunity presented itself. And, you know, God was like, here you go. I got you. Mm -hmm. But you were ready. Like, even if you didn't have all the moving pieces, you have been doing the work. You have been showing up. Like, even on the days when it was hard. So I think that's really important to reinforce to our listeners that yes, this amazing opportunity just showed up also because of relationship, which I think is so important, mm -hmm. but you were prepared. You might not have known all the moving pieces, but you were like, okay, I put in some <laughs> sweat equity in this, you know, so mm -hmm. I have something to show for because if not, they wouldn't even came to you. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you hit the nail on the head, especially it, relationships are everything. And that's a part of personal branding. It's not just about being seen, being in the spotlight, being heard, but what are you doing with that opportunity? Mm. Whose life, who are you helping? Whose life are you enhancing by being present? Mm. 
and building authentic relationships. And when Latasha and I had that conversation, I didn't just jump straight into the conversation um, to ask her to support me. I said, what are you working on? What are you doing? How can I help you? Mm. Then we started talking about what I had, you know, the opportunity that I had before me. And then the timing was right for her to say yes. And you're right. Like I didn't know what I was signing up for, but I had to, because sometimes I can overthink and I haven't always been that way. I was always, you know, jump head first and think later, Mm -hmm. but you know, after my near death experience, I became very cautious um, and would overthink my decisions. Um, There's something about going through something like that, that changes you. And I don't like that about myself because sometimes I tend to overthink everything. And Mm -hmm. this opportunity put me in a position where I couldn't do that. Mm. So it's been exhilarating. It's been refreshing. And it's, it's taken my faith and my relationship with God to another level because I truly am trusting him and leaning on him week after week after week. This started out as a 12 episode series, a limited series. We're now going into week eight, and this past Wednesday, we air every Wednesday, um, was our highest rating on viewings, and um, people are asking for a season two, and I'm like, okay, what we going to do? <laughs> I, I hadn't planned on it, mm-hmm. but again, I'm you know willing to lean in, and whatever God would have me to do with it, I want to do it, and I'm, I'm going to take you know, these incredible women along with me, we have two other producers who have come on board, all female production crew. And it's so incredible to work with other powerhouse, brilliant visionaries and leaders and creatives to who are really passionate about telling the stories of other women. So it's been a blessing for sure. That's good. I just love it. Don't you want to come back next week and encourage the people and gather their edges? Like, cause I feel like that's what you're doing today. <laughs> I'm always down for a part two. <laughs> that's, I mean, cause I just think it's so important for people to know, like, just keep showing up. I think we get so discouraged if we don't, especially in the time of social media, if it's not immediate gratification, we want to quit. We want to quit. We want to give up. We want to throw in a towel. And there's this experience has taught me so much. And again, I, I don't want anyone to see me or feel like I'm an anomaly or they're like, oh, that's cool. That's inspiring. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. But I can't do it. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know, we've heard all the stories about COVID-19 and all, you know, the civil unrest and the things that we're experiencing as a nation and as a people and a community. But I am a glass half full. Mm-hmm. I'm really a glass almost full type of woman than I am a half glass empty type of woman. And um, COVID-19 for me gave me a renewed sense of purpose and being. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I wasn't negatively impacted by this pandemic because I definitely was. But I chose to see the light that God was shining in the midst of the storm. Mm. And the timing, I said that before, the timing of it was so, 
It's been incredible because think about it. Everyone from Oprah on yes. that. Good Morning America to the Today Show, Jimmy Kimmel, you said it, Ellen. Everybody has had to try to figure out a new way to show up and tell stories and create projects and produce, right? We right. know that Hollywood has been hit, so production sets have been set down, shut down. Like everyone has been impacted in this industry in some shape, form, or fashion, all the way down to the photographer. But look at the beauty of like the timing in which God allowed me to have this opportunity and then me leaning in and saying, yes, even though I didn't know what the heck I was doing or how mm -hmm. I was going to do it, but he provided the support. He, he provided the partnership. Um, you know, he provided someone who saw, saw the vision, believed in the vision and said, I'm leaning in so that I can contribute using my zone of genius and gifts to help bring this thing to life. And so when we look at content creation, and this is seen on Roku where they have over 6 million downloads, mm. Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, we even multi-stream on Facebook and YouTube. So eyeballs everywhere. Me, little old me. In a season where even the big wigs, the biggest major media moguls, filmmakers, producers still were trying to figure out their thing. And so the, the playing field had been leveled. Yeah. It's been leveled. So even now, as states are opening back up, there are still people, there are still states. And, you know, we might be on a, another wave soon. Right. Don't wait to see what's going to happen to create something. If you have that nudge and that pull and that tug to go on and start creating something and do it virtually, we legit are producing a virtual, you know, remote production mm -hmm. week after week live. That means anything can happen and everything has happened, including my eyelash lifting up on camera. So <laughs> keep it going. Because the beauty is in the doing. Yeah. So what's the next for Elle? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually have a new media distribution deal. Of course you do, sis. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. So, um, and with that media distribution deal, I am actually positioned to be able to bring some people with me. So I'm currently looking for um, a couple of things. First, I'm definitely still looking for um, sponsorship partnerships for the Beauty Behind the Brand Live. I'm almost certain that we'll probably be leaning into a season two. I have to see if my, my production ladies will be down for my shenanigans for a whole nother season. <laughs> um, but if they say yes, then it's on. Um, but we still have, like I said, about five episodes left. Um, and I want to spotlight Black-owned businesses in our commercial slots. So that's one thing that I'm focused on over these next several weeks is just being able to do that. And then the other thing is with this new media distribution deal and the, it being more in alignment with my vision. Mm -hmm. um, I went from wanting to be the next Oprah to going to be the next L or the first L. Yes. So I'll say that again. I went from wanting to be the next Oprah 
to focusing on being the first L. And with that comes a great responsibility. And I'm reminded of the promise that I made to God on my deathbed. Wherever you tell me to go, whatever you tell me to do, whatever you tell me to say, I'll do it. And so this new media distribution deal is allowing me to do that and bring on some content creators under my network to produce their own content um, on the KL Jones network. And so I'm really, really excited about that. Have no idea what's going to happen with this whole pandemic. So I'm just planning to continue to move in this vein, creating new content and supporting other content creators and getting their content produced and distributed because I'm all about ownership. It's not enough to just create. Yes. You need to be creating with a purpose but you also need to have some ownership in your distribution. And so I feel like I'm in the position to be able to do that now. And I'm really, really excited. That's actually happening in July, which is just a couple of weeks away. Actually next no, week. No, it's next week. Yeah, it was like it's next week, <laughs> not even a couple of weeks. It's, yeah, so um, I am really, really thrilled about that. And I'm just, I'm leaning in uh Gosh, I don't know. I honestly don't know because I've learned that when I say I'm going to do one thing, God has like other plans, right? And so the intention is to focus on uh, the distribution piece and supporting other content creators uh, and being on the KL Jones network. Uh, we will have a Netflix style business model. So I'm really, really excited about that. And Yes, this is just out here trying to serve and lead and keep showing up. Well, you're I do have a program that I'm launching. So if we're talking about the other side of the business, I have a new um, signature program that I'm launching that is going to support business owners and entrepreneurs in building their own personal brand that attracts and magnetizes their ideal audience, positions them for media attention, lucrative brand partnerships and really elevates not just their revenue and profits but their legacy mm. that's good i'll be texting you i have more <laughs> words for you i'll text you later <laughs> <laughs> i got a thing or two i need to take up I'm i do i do <laughs> so thank you so much you don't understand this was such a rich conversation Thank you. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate you. It was really good. I hope that everyone who listens back in, you really take a minute to sit with it, let it resonate, jot some notes, because I'm all about taking notes in my journal, and then do it. Um, so before we get off, please let everyone know how they can get connected with you and how they can also um, support you. Yes, absolutely. So I can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Elevate Now Creative Media and Elevate is spelled with two L's. So E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. -E. Uh, again, that's Elevate Now Creative Media on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is my jam. That's where I hang out the most. So <laughs> come holla at me, <laughs> you know, in my DMs on a post, um, in my stories. I would love to connect with you. And I'm on Twitter under KL Jones, but I don't really use it. I did blast somebody yesterday, a company <laughs> for their 
lack of business practices in protecting their users, but normally I'm not on Twitter. Um, if you are interested in learning more about me and the work that I do, um, wanting to see some of my client testimonials or my work, or are interested in the program that I just recently talked about, feel free to visit me in my online home at www.elevatenow.com. Again, that's with two L's. And then you can also find me um, at elevatenowtv.com. And I look forward to connecting with you all. And I just thank you so much. Yeah. If you have content creators, if you are a content creator who is interested in having your own show or you have a documentary or a short, whatever type of content you have, if it's already produced or you're working on producing it and you're really, really interested in uh, distribution, then let's connect, chat. You can email me. Just go to my Instagram page and hit email. Um, and we can have a conversation about it and see if it's a good fit for you. And if so, I would love to support you in doing. Sounds good. Everyone, make sure that you go and connect with her as well. You know, make sure you have subscribed to our podcast. Make sure you're commenting and sharing. Also, you know my drill. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Go live your filmmaking dreams. Until next time.